Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Magazine, broadcasting from the Oilfield Expert Studios. Oilfield Experts, where you get the right products right now. In the Oil Patch is where, together, we explore topics that affect us all in oil, gas, business, and in your community. Every week, your host, Kim Bellotto, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. And welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm your host, Kim Bellotto, and today we have a great show lined up for you because this is our live show in which we do welcome callers to call in and ask any oil and gas question or question pertaining to the environment to our guest, which of course today we're being joined by Jason Mogollin, who is the president of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers. He's a brand new president and we're excited to have him on our show for the first time. And of course, we'll be joined by my co-host David Blackman shortly here in a minute. But first, I'd like to tell you about our latest mixer that we are having. It's a luncheon. It's called State of Energy in Corpus Christi. It's scheduled for September 22nd in beautiful Corpus Christi at the Omni Hotel, which is right on Shoreline Drive. And if you've ever attended any of the shale mixers or luncheons in the past, they're always sold out. There's always a who's who that attend these events. The keynote speaker for this state of energy is Mike Howard, the CEO of Howard Energy, and he will also be joined by the CEO of the Port of Corpus Christi, Sean Strawbridge, as well. We'll have a lot more dynamic speakers. Just a few have not quite confirmed, so we can't really tell you who else is going to be on the ticket, but boy, it's going to be a great ticket, provided that a coronavirus gets uh, under control and we do not have to push it out again. That being said, for more information, and if you want to purchase tickets or sponsorship, it's still available, go to shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. Again, that's shalemag.com. I'm really encouraging you, do not wait, because this is one that it's already halfway full, and it will be full probably by the next month, I'm sure. Again, that is September 22nd in beautiful Corpus Christi. Uh, Hey, you can head out there, book your room at the Omni, stay for a couple of days, and go visit the beautiful beaches out there as well. I'd also like to tell you about the fastest-growing advocacy group. It's called Texas Energy Advocates Coalition, better known as TEAK, in which they produce something that we call the Energy Chamber. And it's really designed to bring like-minded individuals together and focus on things that help grow your business, such as mixers and luncheons, virtual uh, meetings. So for more information, go to txenergyadvocates.org. Again, that's txenergyadvocates.org. And also, be sure to sign up for Shale Magazine's free digital issue. It's one you don't want to miss. Shale always has a great mover and shaker on the cover, that's for sure. But there's also so much more you can find in the issue. You'll find things on policy, geopolitical. There's also articles on business and, of course, lifestyle. So for more information and to sign up for your free digital issue, go to Shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. And now, let me bring on my co-host, David Blackman. David, are you there? I am, yes. How are you? And more importantly, where are you calling from as well? (laughs) (laughs) Where are you calling from? Beautiful, sunny Las Vegas. 
Is it really sunny there? I'm, you know, we're in this uh, cloud dust, the Sierra cloud dust that's affecting us. Everything is just gloomy. I'm so glad you're there. Well, <laughs> if you don't come back to the show, it's because I imagine you have won your fortune and it's time for you to retire. If not, then listeners, you will know that David Blackman will be back uh, probably next week. Uh, uh, to do another so, yeah. show with us, exactly. I don't have enough money to last past that. Uh, I'm telling you, Vegas is a wonderful place to go, but boy, it, it, it can be uh, pricey when you get on those uh, um, the tables and, um, you know, try your luck at one of the uh, machines out there. Uh, so let's, <laughs> let's get started. Um, our guest today, I'm really excited, is a new president for the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers. And you know, David, we've, we've had such a great partnership with them for so long. They have supported the show. They support advocacy, but also information to, you know, our listeners. And of course, they write uh, in Shell Magazine as well. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome on our guest, new president of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, Jason Mogollin. Welcome to our live show. Uh, And so for our callers that are potentially listening to want to call in and ask a question of you today, I encourage them to call 210-308-8867. Again, that number is 210-308-8867. Jason, before we get started on, uh, I'm really interested to see, you know, where you want to take the Alliance and, you know, where where in the first 100 days do you think uh, the Alliance will be? But before we get started, uh, let's just back up a little bit. Tell us a little about you. How did you... uh, you know, become the president, what, what led you up to this, and then also a little bit more on the mission of the Alliance as well. Sure. Uh, thank you, Tim and David. I grew up in Houston, Texas, uh, went to school here uh, in, in the state, uh, Southwestern University, and then uh, uh, later uh, the University of Texas. And I'm a product of the legislature. I, I, I worked for a number of members uh, and statewide elected officials, um, from uh, Todd Staples at, at the Agriculture Department, working on bioenergy and, and fuel issues, uh, and then moved over and worked for Representative Drew Darby out of the San Angelo area, uh, and also the Energy Resources Chairman. Uh, and we worked on uh, a number of important things, from House Bill 40 uh, to funding the Railroad Commission, and he's been a strong leader in that space. Uh, and then I moved over to the Railroad Commission and worked for Commissioner Christy Craddock uh, for for a couple of years. So I uh, have, have seen quite a bit uh, on the legislative and, and regulatory side of things and, and uh, was so honored to have the opportunity to come to work for the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers. Uh, we, we have a strong track record uh, um, going on 90 years uh, this year uh, representing uh, folks in the oil patch um, with uh, low-cost savings programs uh, uh, to, to reduce their cost, but also legislative and regulatory advocacy. And then, of course, you all know Carr Ingham uh, as our industry-leading uh, economic petroleum economist to, uh, providing analysis there. And then, like you said, we also provide effective communications about the industry and, and the policies that affect the industry. You know, where I'd like to go is to continue to serve and provide value to our members. It's a, it's a challenging time right now. Um, and so we're going to need uh, their voice at the Texas Capitol to, to avoid uh, uh, potential harm, but also to take advantage of some opportunities uh, through innovation and technology improvement 
and we're leading on a number of policy areas uh, right now, uh, whether it's uh, flaring or, or well plugging. Uh, Texas uh, uh, leads the way. Uh, for the alliance, uh, uh, we're doing a number of items that we just launched this month uh, from a daily news uh, uh, email. We're also weekly reporting on the alliance activities in a, in a new segment we call the Energy Beat that goes out to all of our members. We're actively working with the Railroad Commission along with the Texas Methane and Flaring Coalition and, and Chairman Christian's Blue Ribbon Task Force on COVID recovery. Uh, and as you mentioned with, with your event on the 22nd of September, uh, uh, we've been forced to do a number of virtual events um, on Zoom. So we brought our members conversations with Department of Energy uh, um, folks in Washington, D.C., and we'll be targeting uh, uh, closer to home here in Texas uh, with both legislators and regulators later this fall. What do you what do you say to uh, individuals that um, might be a member but also stay involved in uh, what's happening in the energy sector? Um, and there's been such a great amount of change that's been occurring since the last part of the year with COVID, and then of course uh, energy prices first of all tanking and then COVID falling right behind it. As an association, you guys have been around. You're probably one of the oldest ones that has been around, and we've seen great transformation throughout the years of you guys you know, trans, just transforming yourselves and reinventing what, what the need is. But in looking out and, and seeing, okay, once again, uh, the industry is changing. There's more challenges than ever before that you guys are facing. And it, it and they're really big problems. We just witnessed uh, with the Texas Railroad Commission, uh, you guys having to take a stance, if you will, pertaining to uh, where you were going to line up on proation or not. And some of your members, of course, um, were not uh, – Uh, for it and some were for it as an independent association mostly fighting for the smaller independent uh, uh, operators how uh, difficult was that and the challenges that you faced and is this a good time for to for the alliance to be making a change in in the uh, energy industry with new leadership and of course uh, new uh, ways of looking at things. What are you planning on implementing here very soon uh, as you take over? I'll let you answer that question. We're going to have to take a real quick break, but when we get back, I'll be happy to re-question that to you. <laughs> Sorry, I went a little long, uh, but I'll be happy to ask you the question again. You're listening to the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. The Texas Alliance of Energy Producers has a rich and commanding history of fighting for the independent oil and gas industry. The Texas Alliance became a statewide organization in 2000 with the merger of two of the oldest oil and gas associations in the nation, the North Texas Oil and Gas Association and the West Central Texas Oil and Gas Association. Today, with more than 2,600 members, the Texas Alliance is the largest statewide association in the country serving independent energy producers and associated industries. Through our efforts in Washington, D.C., and Austin, the Texas Alliance is focused on a better business climate for you. The Texas Alliance has a staff consisting of highly experienced senior staff and supporting consultants serving our membership. 
Offices are located in Austin and Wichita Falls. Become a member today by visiting texasalliance.org or email us texasalliance at texasalliance.org. Hi folks, Alvin Bailey here. Did you know Agreco is proud to sponsor In the Oil Patch Radio Show? Agreco has served Texas oil fields for over 10 years, supporting producers with temporary power to get their product to market. When utility power is not available, Agreco is your reliable alternative. They service everything from pump jacks with a single 200 kilowatt unit to massive gas processing facilities requiring 50 megawatts or more. Agreco is your dedicated engineering partner for diesel and natural gas generators as well as battery power solutions. Call Agreco today at 1-800-AGRECO. That's 1-800-A-G-G-R-E-K-O. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Jason Mogollin, who is the president of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers. And also on the line is my co-host, David Blackman. Jason, before the break, uh, I, 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 I'm curious to, uh, you know, ask you your opinion on, there seems to have been a lot of change that recently has occurred in the energy industry. Great, great challenges. I think that there's more challenges than you guys have faced in a very, very long time. And the Alliance is one of these really time-tested associations that have been around for a very long time. And as you guys have just kind of changed to adapt to a moving, if you will, uh, a situation, very fluid, um, we're, we're seeing changes from you guys, of course, presidency and stuff. But how, uh, how are you guys going to continue to uh, – what is going to be some of the main points that you're going to focus on as you move forward in your new leadership with so many changes occurring right now? Well, and let me add to those changes. We've also had a brand new chairman elected by our board, That's right. uh, Cy Wagner, That's right. uh, petroleum engineer and, and leader at Cooper Oil and Gas in Fort Worth, who set a strong uh, uh, mantra for, for the alliance to lead on education issues and, and service to our members. There is a high likelihood that we have uh, the potential for prices to be uh, lower for, for longer. Um, add to that, uh, the COVID challenges of, of limiting uh, physical meetings and the ability to get together, it's, it's a real challenge. Uh, but what the Alliance does is offer cost-effective and efficient representation of operators, uh, both in Austin and Washington, D.C., and also regulatory assistance that, uh, uh, frankly, is, is an incredible value uh, for our members. Uh, along with some of our cost-reducing programs like insurance uh, uh, pools to help our members uh, with their liabilities. Um, This is how the Alliance serves and how it has served uh, for those 90 years. Uh, We've certainly uh, rolled with punches, as have our members, um, and Texas uh, uh, will continue to lead. Very good. Also, you recently testified uh, last, I think it was last week at the RRC meeting. Can you tell us what uh, you were testifying for? I mean, I know this is kind of right up y'all's alley, but are there new things that uh, the Texas Railroad Commission is dealing with along with uh, the the operators? Absolutely. Uh, Chairman Christian had asked operators and the Blue Ribbon Task Force to come back and offer him some flaring recommendations 
uh, to reduce routine flaring in the state. And so yeah, he's I, a big advocate I, on that. Like he does not want to, he wants to see flaring go down. <laughs> Most definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, he, he wants to uh, reduce that. Um, and so the industry came together uh, and it was called the Texas methane and flaring coalition. And, and there is still an ongoing effort there. Um, uh, and their website will continue to be updated. Uh, Texas methane flaring coalition, uh, um, and, and our recommendations uh, were to continue to update uh, the Railroad Commission's website to provide more data and more resources uh, for operators to see, uh, to increase reporting. We also uh, recommended some best practices uh, be utilized by industry to increase planning. Uh, this is not a, a big versus little oil uh, problem. Um, and so uh, yeah, it's... You know, thoughtful planning can really help reduce uh, uh, flaring. Um, but there was also some recommendations to reduce uh, the administrative approvals of flaring uh, permit exceptions. And, and so uh, we're going to be working with the commission uh, to find ways to, to target and reduce routine flaring, uh, along with a number of other associations in the state. Hey, J- Jason, when you say reduce approvals, uh, do you mean reduce the number of approvals or, or to somehow streamline the process? Yes, sir. So that the recommendation was where there is no pipe access uh, to actually reduce that uh, number of days uh, permitted to flare in half um, so gotcha. that there would be a, a time uh, crunch, if you will, on operators that they would need to, to move a little quicker to get gathering systems uh, hooked up and that gas uh, uh, handled uh, without going to flare. Very good. Well, you know, we, we do have our phone lines. They are lit up. And uh, so this is a really fun time for you because now you're kind of in the hot potato seat, if you will. And you never really know what you're going to get when our callers uh, call in. Gary San Antonio, uh, line three, what's your question? Yes, thank you for taking my call. Um, what is happening in the oil and gas industry? Eagle Ford is dead. Uh, is this going to stay this way? I heard applying for permits are up at the Texas Railroad Commission. If so, what does that mean? Hmm. I would so, think that oil and gas is not dead in Eagle Ford. Maybe a little slowed down a little bit. But. Well, it's, it's pretty slow. I think they're only, uh, what was the last rig count? Jason, like 12, I think, in Eagle Ford. One time there was 250. Um, it was very was one low. One week in last month where there was uh, only one permit to drill issued in Eagle Ford. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Sorry about that. Well, I apologize. Uh, I'm going just off of the Railroad Commission's report just from this past week, uh, and, and they reported in May uh, 30 uh, uh, rigs. Uh, okay. Uh, which is considerably low, um, but the number of uh, uh, well spudded w- was down to four. Um, so you're talking about the, uh, a very low number um, for that, that month of May. And, you know, Jason, when we come back from break, it's, it's a good at- opportunity for us to talk about when the energy industry is down in Texas. This also has a very meaningful impact to the rest of us. Even though you're not in oil and gas, it's going to affect you, too. So when we come back from break, I want to talk a little bit about that and get back on the phone lines. If you want to call in, the phone number is 866-308-8867. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. 
Are you a business owner feeling overwhelmed where to begin your business's online presence? Maybe you've spent thousands of dollars in the past just to be highly disappointed with the results. We understand because we were once you. Since then, we decided to hire the very best experts to help us and you. Let us send you our business profile that will quickly show you your Google business rankings in these five areas. Reputation, ratings online, website, advertising and social media, and search engine optimization. All of these areas really affect how Google ranks your entire listing. So if ranking on page one is your goal, pick up the phone and call us now, 210-240-7188, or simply go to shalemag.com slash business profile. We'll be in contact with you within 24 hours. Once again, pick up the phone and call us now, 210-240-7188, or simply go to shalemag.com. That's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com slash business profile. Start dealing with a company you can trust and always find. We're back. You're listening to in the Wool Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Jason Magalin, who is the CEO of uh, Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, and my co-host David Blackman. Uh, Jason, before the show, our last caller was inquiring on Eagle Ford. It, it is very, very slow. I think there's a lot of uncertainty in that area. And uh, as we were leaving to break, I did, you know, make uh, a reference point that I'd, I'd like for you to cover too, if possible. Uh, you know. When the oil and gas is bad in Texas, it isn't just bad for the operators. It's bad for all of us. Can you kind of help me help us understand what's happening in Eagle Ford and why is this a really significant thing for Texas as a whole? And we need to be paying attention to this. Well, Kim, you're absolutely right. Uh, last year, the oil and gas industry paid over $16 billion into state and local tax coffers as well as to uh, uh, royalty payments. Sixteen billion. Uh, that translated, Sixteen billion. That translated to funding roads, water infrastructure, and our, our public schools, as well as universities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when those severance tax collections are down, uh, those numbers uh, are, are, are negatively affected uh, and making it harder for the legislature uh, to do its job, as well as local governments to, to fund uh, their programs. We know this next legislative session is going to be a tight budget session. Uh, the commitments they made to uh, address public schools, uh, it, it's going to be difficult for them uh, if oil and gas is not operating on on all cylinders. Um, uh, each drilling rig uh, equates to hundreds of jobs and, and uh, millions of dollars in capital investment into an area. Um, and, and when we see uh, low numbers there, um, the broader Texas economy is, is negatively affected. So answering uh, the question that the caller had, um, when, you know, when do we see those numbers start coming back up for Eagle Ford? Because it's a lot different. It's a lot slower than Permian Basin. Permian has slowed down significantly, too. But when, when do we see, uh, when do you think Eagle Ford starts seeing a rebound? Any time this year? I hope so. We need to pull out of these uh, uh, COVID shut-ins and, and uh, uh, get back to, to operating. Um, the Eagleford is, is well-positioned with good rock and, and good pipe and close proximity to market. Uh, it, it's one of the premier plays uh, in the world. Um, and 
we needed to get back and going. Uh, and that's going to take really the, the economy restarting uh, and getting out of this COVID uh, economic shutdown. Of course, this isn't a Texas thing. Let me bring on Joe from the Woodlands real quick. Joe, are you there? Thank you for calling in. You're always listening to the show. We appreciate your listenership. What's your question for Jason? Hey, Kim and Jason. Uh, I read up on that uh, Shell Magazine article where the Royal Dutch Shell Company claimed that the pandemic is causing the world to move more towards the so-called green industry rather than the oil industry. And Shell says that they're going to rely on wind energy along its coast, you know, made in China of all places, which is, you know, it's dangerous to wildlife. But out of the North Sea, they still have lots of low-cost oil. And, you know, but now I can't see anyone wanting to put, oh, I would say $50,000 of solar panels on their homes when the virus has literally destroyed most purchasing power. So what's your take on all of this? Good question. Joe, Joe you're absolutely correct. Uh, uh, the world's going to need affordable, abundant oil and natural gas, uh, uh, whether it's fuel or, or feedstocks for petrochemicals. Uh, it's it's a critical building block, and, and more importantly, the Texas liquid natural gas uh, is is remaking the world, uh, both in our alliances, uh, but also in cleaning up emissions across the planet uh, by shifting away from uh, dirtier fuels like wood burning stoves uh, to uh, liquefied natural gas, uh, and that's coming from right here in Texas. Well, hey, could I, could I also comment on that? Sure. Oh, uh, when we come back. Okay. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. If you want to call in, the phone number to call in and ask a question of David or Jason is area code 866-308-8867. Again, the number is uh, 866-308-8867. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Remember this name, Oilfield Experts, to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oilfield equipment needs. Oilfield Experts' specialty is those hard-to-find oilfield parts for your fleet maintenance needs, and we've been providing those parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us for the right part right now. Write down this number, Oilfield Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210 210- Four seven one one nine two three, and visit us on the web at theoilfieldexperts.com. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Jason Mogollin, who is the CEO of Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, and my trusty co-host, David Blackman, who happens to be in Vegas. Lucky you. Uh, gentlemen, before the break, uh, we had Joe from the Woodlands calling in uh, in just kind of questioning uh, you know, what's been going on with uh, BP, an article that came out in Shell. And um, David, you had a comment. Go ahead and uh, bring us back. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So, so, I mean, Joe's question is great, and uh, both Shell and BP have uh, made similar comments about their anticipation that COVID-19, a, a pandemic that is literally bankrupting, bankrupting governments all over the face of the earth, is somehow going to speed up the transition from 
very cheap and plentiful fossil fuels to incredibly expensive uh, wind and solar and renewables that require massive government subsidies in order to compete in the marketplace. And, and that just doesn't make any sense, okay, uh, just from an economic standpoint. So the, these two companies, historically, they, they always do this uh, during any kind of global crisis. They start talking about how they're going to invest in renewables, and they're going to do all this and do all that. And it's like unicorns and leprechauns are going to be springing out of their pockets. The reality is COVID-19 is not going to have any impact on speeding up the transition to renewables because governments are not going to be able to afford to continue to increase subsidies for renewables. And so we better uh, all hope that we're able to continue to produce oil and gas in the U.S. and all over the world because that's going to be still the vast majority of energy uh, on the face of the earth for the next 40 to 50 years at least. So anyway, I know that'll make some people mad, but I just honestly, I, I get so tired of that. I just uh, had to say it. Very good. Uh, so, you know, Jason, I, it, just to kind of piggyback on what David was saying, it almost seems as though uh, one side is talking uh, how important oil and gas is, and we all kind of understand it. And you, if you get the real picture, you understand it's not going anywhere, and it can't. Or, I mean, energy actually sustains life, oil and gas right now. And it is the fuel that we have, like it or not. Uh, but then you have a whole other side over here that is kind of talking uh, for their boards and ESG, and they make these things. So you recently gave an article uh, in the Midland newspaper, and you were saying that you wanted to be, and they quoted you as, you want to be a smart, uh, an advocate for smart energy policy uh, policies and uh, be continue to be a leader in smart energy and environmental policies. And, of course, be a great uh, uh, person to speak to the Texas Railroad Commission on this. Go into some details. What does that mean uh, to you? What does smart energy policies mean? Well, it's trying to streamline uh, where we have regulatory overlap. Uh, uh, Just this last legislative session, the alliance led on uh, getting uh, delegation to the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality uh, for water discharge permits. And, and the reason for this is because historically operators have gone to multiple regulatory agencies uh, in order to uh, get these permits, and that leads to time uh, overruns and, and delays, uh, as well as costs. And so uh, where there are opportunities that we can um, uh, eliminate some, some uh, regulatory burdens. Uh, we're going to work to do that, uh, but we're also going to continue to champion oil and natural gas uh, um, and not be put as a um, uh, uh, harmed by any policy uh, that would favor one type of energy uh, over another. Uh, we see that in, in other types of energy that uh, uh, David was just mentioning, and, and uh, that that just doesn't that doesn't fly uh, uh and so we're going to work hard uh to prevent those types of bad decisions and i think that we should all be focusing on how do we support you know low cost energy and what are they um and identifying those as uh, potentially right now the the resources that we should be focusing a lot on your opinion um we are heading into uh, an election cycle as well um and it seems to be getting pretty nasty um but 
the energy sector has seemed to have just fallen off. What do you see coming down the pike for the energy industry in this election? Well, it's been alarming that we've seen uh, one party uh, tack so far to the left uh, embracing the Green New Deal and, and frankly, uh, non-American produced uh, energy sources, whether it's oil, natural gas, or or the coal uh, that we have in this country, uh, in favor of solar panels from China or wind turbines uh, from overseas. Um, uh, so that, that's alarming to see um, uh, because we know that um, uh, those jobs aren't Republican jobs. They're not Democratic jobs. They're American jobs right here in Texas um, that we need to continue championing. Um, and, and so uh, we are hopeful. We're always hopeful uh, that, that tomorrow will be a brighter day, um, but we need our uh, leaders uh, both here in Austin and Washington, D.C., to continue to uh, help uh, American producers uh, and those jobs. How, how, uh, how much of President Trump's discussion on energy have, do you think has really brought forward? Uh, has it helped the energy sector? And if so, in what you know, real ways? I mean, I know when he started off first, as he first became president, it was a lot of discussion, and it's been a little light now. So has he really helped push the needle, if you will, um, on energy and an understanding of how important it is? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he was critical to getting uh, a global agreement um, uh, in April on mm-hmm. uh, production cuts. Um, but we also need to see uh, leadership from his administration on, on trade deals. Uh, um, there are a billion people in this world that are energy insecure, um, and American, and in particular Texas oil and natural gas, uh, is feedstock that needs to get them uh, uh, into this next uh, century with affordable, abundant energy. Um, uh, we're well suited to do that uh, with the uh, LNG trains leaving from uh, our Gulf Coast, mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, that's the best place to produce it. Very good. If you want to call in and join the show, it's not too late. This will be our last segment. Uh, Phone number to call in is area code 210-308-8867. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. The Texas Alliance of Energy Producers has a rich and commanding history of fighting for the independent oil and gas industry. The Texas Alliance became a statewide organization in 2000 with the merger of two of the oldest oil and gas associations in the nation, the North Texas Oil and Gas Association and the West Central Texas Oil and Gas Association. Today, with more than 2,600 members, the Texas Alliance is the largest statewide association in the country serving independent energy producers and associated industries. Through our efforts in Washington, D.C., and Austin, the Texas Alliance is focused on a better business climate for you. The Texas Alliance has a staff consisting of highly experienced senior staff and supporting consultants serving our membership. Offices are located in Austin and Wichita Falls. Become a member today by visiting texasalliance.org or email us texasalliance at texasalliance.org. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three- and six-person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. 
Most applicable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha Source side-by-side owner study. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. And our guest today is a new president of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, Jason Modulin. Uh, and, of course, we have our trusted co-host, David Blackman. David, I want you to jump in here because I know you have tons of questions, and I have kind of had my questions thrown at Jason quite a bit, so I'm going <laughs> to give you an opportunity. Go ahead. Hey, Jason. Yeah, you guys, uh, you know, the Alliance, and I've worked for years and years with, with folks from the Alliance in Austin um, because that was my background when I was in the industry. And you've always been so effective uh, on public policy work there. Uh, with the legislature, and of course, we're now in the process, second half of, of, of the year before a session. Traditionally, in years, you know, days gone by, the legislature has begun around this time of year starting to hold preliminary committee hearings to try to figure out what the agenda is going to be for the next session. Uh, but given COVID-19 and all the restrictions on face-to-face meetings, I'm uh, just wondering if you guys have had any guidance from, from people in the legislature about how all that's going to work? Will there be face-to-face hearings? Or are they going to be try, try to do them you know, using technology from remote locations? Do you, do you have any sense of how that's all going to work this time? Sure. Uh, both chambers, the uh, Texas House of Representatives as well as the Senate, uh, have put on pause uh, any meetings uh, until August. Um, what we have seen through pictures, uh, uh, not actually in person, is that they have uh, outfitted some committee rooms and even the floor of the Texas House with, with plexiglass uh, in order to potentially conduct operations. It's an incredible sight to see. Uh, what I hope is that uh, uh, both chambers uh, will avail themselves of, of some new technology uh, like Zoom or virtual meetings um that they can get to work uh um but it's a challenge uh, both chambers uh their rules uh limit their ability to do virtual meetings and, and so uh it, it's going to be a, a building process there uh but we hope they can get to work and, and hit the ground running when they start in january well, you know, also, Jason, there's a lot of, uh, at session time, there's a lot of buses and buses and buses of people, whether it's uh, educators or uh, advocates for oil and gas that uh, load up and go to the Capitol to talk to their elected officials. How is that going to work? It's going to be a challenge. Uh, I'm already thinking about how to get a, uh, a branded Texas Alliance of Energy Producers mask uh, so that they can see me coming uh, because I'm anticipating <laughs> that uh, uh, that's going to be required, uh, unfortunately. But uh, it's all part of keeping uh, folks safe and trying to prevent uh, further spread. Um, but it's going to be a challenge. Uh, we've had the uh, Capitol uh, effectively closed uh, to uh, visitors and tourists uh, since late March. Um, and so that's, uh, that's difficult when uh, the people uh, need to conduct business as, as well as uh, – uh, pass a two-year uh, budget that's uh, required by our Texas Constitution. Very, uh, very good. Well, um, one last question. So your uh, new uh, uh, board chairwoman just recently gave an article talking about the coronavirus oil bust is the worst energy crisis in history. Um, and, of course, what's next? Uh, 
Well, uh, well, we need to get over this and get past this. Uh, uh, that's certainly uh, uh, top of mind. But um, uh, we need to continue pushing on uh, uh, effective policies. Uh, the alliance has been so good at championing uh, innovations in produced water, uh, and industry continues to lead there to provide uh, water for municipalities, but also for industrial operations. Um, and, and we can continue uh, to look at where there are barriers in regulatory policy, whether it's at the EPA or at TCEQ, and uh, uh, work on solutions, uh, still meeting the goals of, of environmental protection, but uh, uh, leveraging uh, the incredible resources that uh, the industry can bring uh, to innovating uh, water, uh, but also transportation solutions uh, in that space. Uh, I also uh, have to get a plug-in that students will be going back to school soon, and, and we have a student membership, uh, which is free to, to uh, those students to join the alliance. Mm -hmm. And that provides them news, analysis, and networking opportunities uh, as they progress in their career uh, to, to join the oil and gas industry. So that's an important opportunity that uh, students in college should uh, take. Uh, we also coordinate two scholarships funded by an endowment set up by Alliance members for high school and college students, critically important for education. You all also do something else, uh, which is called your, I think you do them four times a year, your Wildcatter um, event in which it's usually in Houston and, and you guys recognize somebody really, um, you know, signifies a, what a Wildcatter uh, is or, you know, the definition of it. And uh, those are also really super, super great events in which you get a lot of networking and stuff. But, you know, it's, it's just we're we love to do uh, this oil and gas show because there's just so much misinformation, wrong information, inaccurate information. And, you know, being on the air now going on four years to have these discussions with com with organizations, Jason, like yours, that come in and want to do a partnership to help everyone understand. We are all in this together, but energy is one of the most vital resources that Texas has. It's one of the greatest resources that we have. And while we can certainly have discussions on energy, on the environment, on water uh, recycling and, and other technologies that are coming online to really help uh, the energy industry be more green, if you will, I think there's also just a real importance to help the general public understand what's really at stake here. And uh, next session, we're going to see a very tough session with uh, programs being cut as a result of, of the oil and gas industry not being as healthy as it has been in the past. Um, so that being said, I do want to thank you, Jason, for coming on. We look forward to having you on next month again when we'll have our live show. David, I hope you enjoy your Vegas trip. And, uh, you know, I do hope that... Uh, uh, you know, your safe travels back and also win a lot of money. Jason, I'm going to give you a couple of seconds here to tell our listeners where they can go to learn more about the association, the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, and join, most definitely join, so they can attend some of your events. Absolutely. Thank you, Kim, and thank you, David. Uh, the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers is online at texasalliance.org. Uh, and we can be reached there. Uh, we have offices in Austin and, and Wichita Falls, uh, and look forward to serving you. Uh, please join. They can also go to your Facebook page, which is very active, Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, and stay 
involved in what you guys are doing there as well. Uh, you know, on behalf of the show and the Oil Patch Radio Show, Jason, we want to say thank you. And David, again, safe travels home and look forward to talking to you guys next month. We'll be doing this thank all you. over again. In the Oil Patch is where together we explore topics that affect us all in oil, gas, business, and in your community. Every week, your host, Kim Bellotto, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.